everybody, and welcome to That's So Original Podcast, the podcast that talks to you about all kinds of original series. And for the next few weeks, we're going to be talking to you about the USA Network original series, The Center. This is season three, and today we're going to be talking to you about episode two. On last week's episode of The Center, Amazon delivery. I told you not to come here. You don't get to tell me what they got. Passenger called it in. He's at Santa Amelia's right now getting checked out. Right. Have you ever seen someone die in front of you? Everything looks different now. You're probably in shock still. Do you have any idea why those two were heading to your house in the middle of the night? What are you implying? I need the recommendation letter by next week. I was thinking you should write it yourself. Just don't tell anyone. Did Jamie ever tell you about what we used to do in school? Do you think maybe he was in love with you? No, I was never like that. What's that? A knife wound. That happened at least three days ago, though. They dusted the phone for fingerprints, couldn't find any, which is impossible. Unless someone wiped the phone clean. Yes, so excited. So many cool things happen in this episode and lots of questions are answered and more questions are asked. So lots of things to go over this episode. So we're going to jump right in and we are back at the time and scene of the crash. And apparently you got to find the right tunes to bleed out to. Am I right? Yes. I I even wrote my notes as what song would you want to die to? I don't know. I'm... And you can't have an upbeat oh, song so when you're dying. No. I don't know. That's so that's so hard. That's a hard question. I mean, Spirit in the Sky is one of my favorite songs. What is it? <laughs> I like oh. that Spirit in the Sky song is one of my favorite songs. Not necessarily a song I want to die to, but you know. Yeah, I mean, I can think of okay. lots of songs that I love, but do I want to die to them? Probably not. Right. <laughs> Probably not. I don't. And, I don't know. I'd have to and, think about that. Yeah, and I don't know if Nick knows this song. If this song means something to the two of them, or if it is this just a random song that came on the radio? And he's like, "Yeah, this one will work. I can die to this." Yeah, this I don't know. I don't know. It almost seemed like the two of them sparked a little recognition. Oh, this is our song, or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. What are the odds that that would come on the radio at the moment of the crash? No, I'm sure this is was on their um, on Jamie's cell phone. It was it was hooked up to the Bluetooth in the car or something. I'm sure this was music that he had. There, or maybe this, the, the CD player or something. Well, no, they would have found a CD. Right. Scratch that. So we're back to the present now, and we are in Jamie and Leela's kitchen. And he's watching the coffee drop into the pot. Obviously, a throwback to how he sat and watched the blood drip from Nick after the accident. Oh, right before this, though, they show Jamie in the tub, which Matt Bomer in a tub. Thank you. But oh, he takes his little in the marijuana world pen. Did I not make a note about Matt Bomer in a bathroom. <laughs> well, they only show his face pretty much. But his little marijuana vape pen deal, he snaps in half and throws to the bottom of the tub. So he's done. So it's you know it's serious. It's, he's he's over it. 
But now, back to the kitchen and the dripping coffee. Bare, wet, Matt Bomer shoulder should have at least gotten a mention in my notes, and I'm disappointed with myself. So, I, me too. Well. Anyway, I, I, I'm sorry. I'll do better. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Bomer, obviously. Jamie, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Does not want any coffee. I, I can see that based on what memory he's now attaching to that dripping. But Layla's reaction would be like my husband's reaction if I said I didn't want any coffee. He'd be like, uh, are you okay? No, Jamie's <laughs> not okay. And Layla gets to tell him about 14 times. Not to forget to stop at the nursery and pick up the dogwood tree that they need to plant before their child is born in honor of their child. Apparently it's some ceremony thing that they that they want to do. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. It's not something I'm familiar with, but um, uh, it's very clear to me. Like that. the nest.com. I'm sure. <laughs> It, but you know, it, it was clear to me that Jamie was going to forget that tree. There's no way he was going to remember to get that tree, even though she told him at least a dozen times not to forget the tree. What tree? What? Oh, the right. dogwood. Okay. Right, right. Okay, so Harry and Bick. I don't have his. Yep. I'm. I'm sorry. We're just so going to no. call him the other detective. So we're going to no. call him annoying so detective. Okay. So S O T O is what it says. O-T-O, Soto. Never going to remember that. Moving on. So I think this is a pretty brief interaction. I think Harry's just talking about finding out what is up with that knife wound in Nick's hand and who should show up to the police station but Sonia herself. Right. And she's wearing glasses with a chain. And I don't know if that's a new thing, if it's a hipster thing, if they're making a comeback, but... She got. She, I mean, she wears it well. I, I'm not, but it's just. I was like, oh, yeah, her yeah. glasses have a chain. I think everything, every style coming back around, like from wh- what era would you say that that would be from? Yeah, we're in like the straight '90s here. We're we're bringing everything '90s back again because I don't know. And Sonia is not here for anybody's shit. Sonia is not doing no. it. Sonia is back in the police station with her glasses on a chain to tell Harry that she saw Jamie Burns back on her property. And this is back in the first episode where um, he pulls up to the scene and then promptly pulls back around. He was there alone in his car and she just wanted Harry to know. And Harry starts playing dumb like, oh, okay, well thanks for letting me know. I mean, there's not really anything going on here. You know, wink, 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 looking all around. And Sonia is over him. She is over his crap. (laughs) No, she, you know, she gets very mad at his kind of dismissal of this information. She's come in to tell him and she says, you know, why am I, here helping you guys if you're not going to do fuck all about it and basically just took her glasses and did a pivot turn and walked right out of that station and there's a brief little flash of the inside of the car and them using the cootie catcher fortune paper fortune teller whatever you want to call it and i have the don't cootie catch and drive because obviously this is what's caused this accident is they're looking at that Instead of 
the rope. Well, you need both hands to cootie catch. You got to do the back and forth action. That's unsafe. Right. Very much so. Because I, I didn't even have that part. I, I have us jump into the to Emma, recommendation letter student, back in the classroom. And he does not like the letter that she wrote. I guess it's just very, I am a great student and I would really like to go to your university or something. The whole interaction here is kind of weird. Right. Because he's sitting in a chair and she is kind of draped over his desk. She is sitting up on the desk. She has her legs out. She's got a the little short uniform skirt on. And she's eating a bag of popcorn that with the sides folded down, which is just so strange to me. And my immediate thought is, are these two banging? Is there something going on between these two? Because it feels like a very intimate interaction between the two of them. And Jamie says something to the effect of it's it's strange is it's strange isn't it that some letter should determine your fate I think that was what he had said I feel like that was some kind of foreshadowing maybe we will find out about another letter in the future right yeah it was very purposeful that little scene but immediately after that we see Jamie walking and I'm so concerned because Jamie cuffs his jeans he has the nice leather men's booties and cuff jeans, which is just so wrong to me. I know, but he, you know, in in his kind of way, he pulls it off. He does. I mean, he does. I don't think you could you could put him in a bloody poncho and he would still look amazing. But cuff yes. jeans, potato <sighs> sack, whatever. Matt Bummer would be rocking it. But yeah, he's coming off of the off of the train, off of the commuter train, and we see Harry parked there at the train station, obviously tailing Jamie. But where is Jamie going? Well, he, he's Jamie's gonna go get going, the damn tree. He's gonna go get that tree. Good husbanding, Jamie. Good job for remembering that. I I was shocked. I was shocked. Well, and. What shocked me was Harry shows up and he's pretending to shop for a plant and talking about root structures. And I'm thinking, oh, well, maybe Harry does know a little something about plants. And then he just starts busting out all this knowledge. And I'm just like, well, shit, Harry knows a lot about plants. Didn't see that coming. And then Harry immediately goes into dad into the whole dad role and offers Jamie the use of his post hole digger so he can dig a hole for that tree. And, oh, you got to use a post hole digger. That's the best way to, to make a hole for a tree. And you know what? How about I just bring it on by your house? There'll be no trouble. Sunday morning work for you? Perfect. And I don't care if it does or not, I'm bringing it by. Oh, shit. Now I'm going to have a the detective showing up at my door. Um, but he does take this opportunity to um, not even with being prompted, give a little preemptive explanation of why he was out on Sonia's property. He says, Oh, um, I was going out to tell that woman that I'm sorry for the damage to her property. I just, I, crazy i just happened to notice that there was crime scene tape everywhere what's up with that and harry doing the oh just you know we're just looking into a couple of things yeah it was very 
but oh, I, I, I saw that your that your house was robbed, which is so weird because I was in the neighborhood in your backyard, right. but. Jamie is not fooling anybody with this nonsense. No, Jamie's not being slick with this at all. Now we see Jamie at a bar. And for a second, I was like, I guess buying a tree does take it out of you. But (laughs) we see quickly that this, this is a flashback. This is a presumably not too long ago. And he is meeting Nick at this bar. So this is actually a few days before the accident, before the awkward dinner party. So these two, as it, it was mentioned a little earlier, that it um, that they realized that Nick had actually been in town for about a week before the accident. So uh, Harry seemed thought it was unlikely that he wouldn't have uh, touched base with Jamie before the dinner party and the night of the accident. And it comes to be that it's true that these two met up in a bar. Jamie comes in and offer, or he Nick comes in and Jimmy offers him a handshake and Nick refuses, which is so awkward. And Jamie says, well, I got you a drink, your favorite. But Nick says, no, I don't drink anymore, which seems to be no problem for Jamie because he drinks enough for the both of them. More for me. Yay. And something to note here that Nick does not have a knife wound in his hand at this time. No, he does not. And this conversation is so tense. It made my butthole pucker. It is so, so, so tense. And it comes... It made that dinner conversation look like a leave it to beaver dinner. Right. It comes out that it's been 18 years since the two have spoken. And it's really at this point unclear of who cut who out of their lives. We've been under the impression all along that Jamie cut Nick out of his life because there was something ominous about Nick but and this little bit of the bar it comes out that it seems to be that Jamie is the one with the problem because Nick's kind of got his shit together he's not drinking he's well off and Jamie's kind of the mess so we find out also that they had met in Manhattan at a restaurant after this little interlude at the bar because we see Harry, I believe, right now looking at video surveillance footage of Jamie coming home really late or or should I say very, very early that next morning from New York. Yes. And then they check his credit card records and realize that they spent a lot of money at a fancy schmancy restaurant that evening. And apparently the two left the bar and went to this fancy schmancy restaurant. So Harry in his detective glory goes to the restaurant and speaks to the hostess. And just like every cop procedural ever made, he asked, asked the hostess, Have you, do you remember this guy came in two months ago with his friend? And obviously the person always remembers exactly what they wore, what they drank, how long they were here, and their entire conversation. Because that's so real life. But I can't talk to you about that right now, right here. No, she, this one, she goes and says, we have our media specialists that you can talk to, that you would need to talk to them. And Harry pulls out the, well, I really need to talk to you. And if what I have to do, I can uh, 
haul you into the station, which is about an hour on the commuter train. Or you can just tell me now. She, of course, immediately folds because nobody wants to spend an hour on a commuter train. Twist my arm. She spills the tea. Right. And she says, well, I'm not exactly sure what happened, but the shorter one attacked another diner. And when the two left, there was blood all over the table. Now, Nick is much shorter than Jamie. So Nick attacked another diner and something happened. There was blood all over the table when they left. What happened? Now we are at Leela's brother's house now, correct? Yes, yes. Her brother's house. I didn't catch his name. I don't know if it's important. Leela's brother and his husband have an adoptive uh, daughter. They're obviously the, it's always the, the token interracial gay couple with an adoptive child. And they are making dinner and... Jamie is not here for a nice family dinner. Jamie is off in his own head. And he's not the best dinner guest for sure. No, he's making things really, really awkward for everyone. They they just want to talk about the Peloton. Right. Tiffany, it, I mean, can't we just talk about biking and not death? It's Jamie. so so weird like this random peloton commercial is shoved into this episode leela's brother's (laughs) husband which is the white the white guy which seems like such a white guy move is like hey i know you're in mourning but my brother died last year and you know what got me through that riding my peloton i kind of became obsessed with my uh, instructor and you know what that'll get you through all your hard times just get on that bike and ride I don't feel anything anymore. Okay. <laughs> He's like, okay, well, have you tried riding the bike? Yeah. Right. Okay. The bike, Jamie, focus. Yeah. Um, so kind of interspersed with this, um, there are a lot of really awkward dinner conversations in this show. But anyway, we flip back to Nick and Jamie now at the super fancy restaurant in Manhattan talking about uh, Nick's talking about, you know, how he's, you know, he's done well for himself in these last 18 years. It also comes out at this point that Jamie is actually the one that called Nick. Which was, holy cow, was such a, like a bomb drop for me when I was watching this. I couldn't believe it, uh, that he was the one that called Nick. There's also this nice juxtaposition here between the two of them is that Jamie is cutting into a steak. He's drinking wine. Nick has a very big salad in front of him and a glass of water, which once again, he's not touching any of that food. He's drinking a little water, but he's not touching that food. And Nick makes some kind of... You know that was a $30 salad. You know it. Oh, for sure. But I'm thinking Jamie obviously put the bill on that one, so that's all right. Nick makes some kind of mention that Jamie disappeared on him years ago. Which is another thing of like, who cut who out of their lives? Who disappeared? What happened? So we're back at the family dinner. Now, Jamie is still in freak out mode. And we're not talking about biking anymore. Now we're talking about podcasts. Yes. Um, which is super meta. Jamie is, is not here for this conversation. He is losing it. He gets up abruptly and everyone very concerned and Leela running over to him. And it seems like he just kind of passes out and then boom, we're, we're in the hospital. Jamie has obviously had a very severe panic attack, but is otherwise. Okay. Yeah. 
I was immediately asking as if, if he was tested for drugs, um, because obviously Jamie's got some issues. But the, the worst part of this is Leela is visibly hugely pregnant. She's not a big lady. She's a very thin woman, huge baby bump. And the doctor asked, panic attacks can come from stress. Do you have anything stressful going on? She's like, well, having a baby. And he says, well, I didn't want to assume. She's like, yeah. It's either a baby or she literally carries a basketball around under her shirt. Right. I mean, give me a break. This guy's not, not the most skilled doctor, I'm assuming. So, No, bedside manners or zero. So Jamie's in the hospice care wing. When did this happen? Is this like adjacent to the ER? I don't think so. Yeah, because he says she, the the doctor has a couple things. I think there's a couple forms that have to be filled out. And Leela says she'll do it. Jamie says he's going to go to the bathroom. Instead, he just kind of wanders into the hospice. Like, I don't know how that's a thing. I've never wandered into yeah, a hospice. You can do that. You can just wander around the hospital. There are not doors that you have to swipe through or, or anything. Just use whoever, whenever. It's fine. Yeah, because especially, I mean, the ER is, is not your highest clientele. Yeah. And, and the rooms are all open. All the doors are open. You can just walk by them and be like, I think that I'm going to make friends with any, meeny, miny, mo you, this guy. So Jamie finds random guy. I wondered if maybe this guy reminded Jamie of someone like maybe his father or, or, or something like that. And that's why what kind of drew him into this room. But I really thought for a second he was just going to be like, "Come on, let's get out of here." Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think about that. But yeah, that's that make that makes sense. But yeah, he sees this older man in his hospital bed. He's trying to reach a cup of water that's on his tray, and he just can't quite get it. So Jamie comes in, and the nice, you know, wonderful teacher that he is, and here, let me get that for you, and hands him the cup. And the gentleman mistakes him for Billy. I think he calls him Billy. And says, well, wish it had some whiskey in it rather than water. And then they're friends. They are besties for life. That's how I made my bestie. Um, so now Harry is in a diner. And uh, who else is at this diner? It's Sonia. What a coincidence. Or maybe he's following her. Or maybe she's following him. Who knows? But they strike up a conversation. Well, this I, I have in my notes that Harry has the norm from Cheers uh, treatment at this diner. Obviously, he goes there a lot because he walks yes. in and they immediately say, Harry. Harry! And know his order. He didn't have to say a word. They knew what he needed. Yeah, yeah. So, so is she following him or is this just a bizarre coincidence that they just happen to be eating at the same diner? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Worcester isn't very big and there's only the one diner. I don't know. It's odd. But I have in my notes is, oh, oh shit, Sonia is here. Are they going to screw? I hope she likes choking dudes because Harry's into that. Or those really pointy high heels that you can dig into his back, you know? Yeah. So they talk a little bit and I'm not sure how this comes up. I guess maybe she starts talking about why this has gotten her freaked out so much is that apparently she had a stalker a decade ago when she lived in Santa Fe and she said, when I get scared, I get angry, which uh, explains her outburst in the police station when she, you know, felt like nobody was really listening to her and taking her, her fears seriously. 
Yes, and apparently her stalker was one of her male models. And mm-hmm. some so there's some kind of relationship. So wondering if she's had relationship with her with her models in the past, and maybe that's how she knows Jamie and Nick. Lots of threads here. I also have that whatever she's eating looks repulsive. So I don't, I, I noticed all the, I must have been hungry when I watched this episode because I noticed all their food. Me too, because I, I put in my notes that whatever Harry had looked great and looked like it had a whole bunch of gravy on it. And It was an open-faced sandwich. I, it was like turkey stacked yeah. on bread with the gravy. Right here, Harry gives Sonia his digits. He gives her his number. And then his food comes up and there's an awkward moment of, oh, do I want to eat with her or do I go back to my table and eat? Well, sadly, Harry goes back to his own table and eats by himself. And I, I have my notes that he gives her his card and number. And I was like, Harry, on the heels of a stalker conversation, you're going to give this lady your number. Really smooth, Harry. So next scene is in the bedroom with Mr. and Mrs. Jamie. And and they're discussing anxiety medications. Jamie doesn't want to take anything like that. He says that, I think this is, he says the last time I took something like that, you know, I felt like really numb. And I guess it was depression medication then. And Leela's telling him this is different. These are anxiety meds. Maybe the effects won't be the same. And he also says that the drugs will make you impotent. So he's worried about that too, because... Yeah, because Jamie uses sex to avoid the avoid serious conversations because he starts putting the moves on Leela and she says, this isn't going to work. Seems like it's working. Now we're back, flashing back to uh, Nick in the restaurant and Nick is losing his shit. Right. He uh, goes up to two other diners, which he had noticed earlier They kind of show it a little bit earlier in the night that these two people are on their phones and Nick had noticed them, had clocked them on their phones and it irritated him. So what's he do? He jumps up, go grabs their phones and throws them into their glasses of water. He's just shouting in this restaurant like a fool. Super embarrassing. But then he just goes back to the table like it's no big thing. Yeah. Grabs a knife off the table and he grabs Jamie's hand and he holds the he puts the knife it's a knife in jamie's hand and he's holding jamie's hand um it was hard for me to kind of see like who was holding what and where but the knife is right against nick's hand and i couldn't tell if nick was holding jamie's hand and pushing it or if or if jamie was actually making the motion but the knife gets pushed through Nick's hand at this yeah. point. Yeah, Nick is kind of holding his hand against the blade of the knife and pushing against the blade himself. And then Jamie is pushing with his hand and making the knife go through his hand. Um, and you can tell it's, Allie, this is getting Jamie, this is getting Jamie very excited. This yeah. is, he's into this. Yeah, Jamie's, Jamie is into this. And it, it was it, very, very weird. And Nick... Nick very chill about having a knife shoved through his hand. He's just kind of gritting his teeth a little bit. And it's like he he enjoys pushing Jamie like this. He this is what he wanted. He wanted Jamie to tap into this 
part of him that is is into causing pain yeah or just or it's just this being out of control this uh, there's a lot of talk in the first episode where jamie says he doesn't feel anything anymore he just and this is why he reached out to nick is that i don't feel i can't feel anything anymore well now he's feeling this he's feeling that he's inflicting pain that he's seeing blood this right. is exciting speaking of exciting layla and jamie are getting it on and Layla's having a, a really good time enjoying it thoroughly and Jamie something's going on with Jamie because afterwards she's like wow where'd that come from this was great and Jamie again just starts losing it he's sobbing and crying he's slapping his head he's he's definitely having a moment and I, I had my notes what is going on with you Jamie that's why I'm like Jamie is losing it but here it is the next morning, and guess what? Here he comes bearing mulch and a pulse hole digger. Happy Sunday morning. Must be Sunday. <laughs> yeah. they, you're, they're digging a hole. And I got to admit, the post hole digger does work really well for digging a hole for a tree. But Harry's probing him a little bit, trying to not be detective-y but more of maybe like a friend and asks obviously Jamie seems to be having a really hard time with this and and most people don't really seem to be understanding this because you know they haven't seen each other in 18 years so how how close can you be with someone if you haven't seen them in that many years and which is exactly what I have been wondering Jamie says Nick scared me it was a relief to get away from him but then he also adds, and without him, things feel hollow. He, I don't know if it's an adrenaline junkie thing. There's something there that he's been feeling. And you can tell he's been feeling hollow for a while. But I have in my notes that Harry gets it because he's freaky too. So yes. he, he gets it. Yes, Harry. Yeah, exactly. Harry is a thrill seeker too. And I think that these two have a lot more in common than they think i just said that it was the tiniest hole that they were digging for that tree they did not make a very big hole they were going to be there for a long time <laughs> look you gotta plant a little tree because then it grows with your child but they have a big tree and they had a little hole they were going to be out there for a while okay well i don't know that much about digging holes for trees you have to dig at least twice as big as your root ball to put it in, in the hole. So you need well, the big hole. If you learn nothing from this <laughs> podcast, you learn that. Yeah. Okay. So we are back at the school and this is a parent meeting and the parents of Emma, the recommendation letter girl, are not happy. She apparently took Jamie's advice and she wrote a recommendation letter that talked about the real her. And apparently the real her is a little depressed, but not if you ask her parents. Well, not if you ask her dad. Her mother is aware that she was depressed. Her oh. father, not so much. He says, well, Ivy League colleges are going to want to hear about my daughter's depression. Who tells some a kid to do this? And while this is happening, Jamie's having a nice fun, healthy hallucination of Nick stabbing the dad in the leg with a giant letter opener. I'm like, who owns a letter opener like this? Who is getting letters? I get letters all the time. Thank you very much. Oh. But I just rip them open with brute strength. Right. 
Right. What is if you if you if you belong to a, a private girls' school, do you not have the strength to open letters? Is that how that works? So poor Emma. I I think this. I hope this is all going to work out for her. I said, "Ew, private school parents." Yeah. Um, so now let's talk a little bit about adrenaline. Harry and Detective Guy—that's what I have him <laughs> noted as here—are watching a surveillance video and Jamie and Nick are meeting on the rooftop of a building. I don't know if this is the building where the restaurant was, but this seems to be right after the incident with the knife. Yeah. Cause his, his hand is wrapped up and it's right after the stabbing. I assumed it was the restaurant roof, but I don't know how you got up there. Is that just a thing you can go up on buildings roofs without any kind of key card or a key or I don't know. We kind of jump around a, a lot from here. So we flash to Sonia and she's painting. Did you think she was painting Harry? She was painting an older man with gray, longer hair, which is Harry. Uh, so I didn't think about that. But yeah, she's, okay. she's, she's painting an older man. But I think it's weird is that she walks out of her home and she leaves her doors and wide open. Like wide open never she never opened them to leave to walk out of the house they're just open all the time which is weird she was raised in a barn clearly apparently so she's walking back to the crash scene and something weird is going on there well i'm not sure why she left the house in the first place did she hear something did she see something she's painting and all of a sudden she's like her little mouse ears go up and yeah, like and she, she walks out of the house and walks off into the woods and what does she find Someone has dug a grave. Yes. And not with a post hole digger, but with a shovel that has a jacket hanging on it. Was that her jacket or just a jacket? I think it was I think it was a jacket because of what they find and I, I think it's somebody else's jacket because they find something in the pocket. Gotcha. But I don't know I still don't know how she went to go look. I don't know. That was weird. I don't know because that's how they got to the next scene of the show. You you, you don't have you, you can't fill in every blank. But she calls Harry and I think Harry's on speed dial, so she took that card and put it right in her phone. So Harry comes out to the scene and uh he says, you know, don't touch the jacket and she says, "Well, I touched it before." He said, "Well, don't touch it again." And then right next to this hole which we're assuming it looks like a grave. It's dug like a grave. But right next to that, there's a pile of wood and some pipe piled on top of it, too. Because he asked her if that is that if it came from her house. And she says no. But I was like, it's just the randomest pile of crap right there. I don't know what that's about. But Harry goes to the, the jacket. And what's in the pocket? A cootie catcher. Um, a cootie catcher. <laughs> Is it the cootie catcher? It's a different cootie catcher. How many cootie catchers do these people have? I don't know. They're easy to make. So I don't know. But you immediately, Sonia recognize it and she knows what's up. Like you can see it in her face as, oh shit. She, there's, there's something there. She, she's done a lot of cootie catching. I don't know, but she knows what's up. Are we at Jamie's house now? Harry's done with Jamie's shit and is here with the hard questions. Is that what happens next? I have that Jamie comes home 
And after being gone for hours and not being reachable, I think this was after the the parent meeting. He just took his sweet ass time getting home. Uh, he's been called like 18 times by his wife. And that's when she realizes his phone was left in the bathroom. And she's like, what, right. what if I, you know, I couldn't reach you. What if I had been labor and I've got my notes as Leela, honey, you can labor alone. It's actually better because God, I did not want anybody talking to me. I didn't want anybody in there with me. Go away. I had un- Leela is pissed. And well, it's unclear. Where did he go? Where did he go after work? What, what was he up to? It's very digging a hole, maybe. That, see, that's what. But the these, I don't, I don't have it. I just have. I think I don't know if it was Nick said something about that Jamie had made this nice mold for himself, the the school teacher with the pregnant wife, and it's Jamie doesn't want to fit in a mold. Jamie doesn't want to have anything to do with a regular, normal, cookie cutter life. He doesn't want that for himself. So I think Harry comes to the door. He's asking about the digging the hole on Sonia's property. And, you know, I know you met Nick and Manhattan. Flip back. Now we're on the roof with Nick and Jamie. He, I, I have in my notes, that's an interesting little rhyme, but I don't have the rhyme written down. Here we go around the prickly pear. Here we go around the prickly pear. And... Jamie and Nick are up on this roof ledge and Jamie's up there with his cuffed jeans looking like a fool. But <laughs> but yeah, they this this little rhyme is something that these two have used in the past. Whether it's let's say this rhyme before we 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 do something really freaking crazy, it's something. But Jamie says that he's missed Nick's crazy. And I I don't know what their deal is. Did they kill people? What is their what is their connection? And what is this craziness that they used to do together? I don't know, but it, um, we were talking before about the stabbing in the restaurant and about the adrenaline. This is just another thing. Like they clearly just kind of feed off of each other in these adrenaline fueled activities that they do together. Yes, they're very toxic. Absolutely. And and I was kind of thinking maybe the cootie catcher is something they use to pick their next victim, or right. so to speak. Because I, I was thinking along the same lines, did they kill people together? Was that something that they did for a thrill back in college? Don't know. We Maybe we'll find out. Um, but now Jamie is sneaking out of his house people in tv shows sleep so soundly i'm telling you if a mouse farts in my room i am wide awake if my husband got up out of the bed and left the room i would be up in three seconds i don't understand all these people who who can sleep through anything on these tv shows especially she's 18 months pregnant she's up every five seconds peeing nothing's getting past her right how is is she sleeping at all so i was like "Ooh, where is he going and he's sneaking back over to visit his friend in hospice how sweet and he brings the whiskey and they're gonna share a drink and nice guy and he's pretending to be this billy person that this man um has mistaken him for and in my notes is, oh shit, Jamie's going to kill this dude, isn't he? There is a flash 
to a little scene that Harry is outside, goes to Sonia's house where a cop has been posted on her porch because Sonia's scared of what whoever's digging holes in her yard. And he sends the cop the, the cop away because it's pretty obvious that he's going to bone Sonia. I mean, he's there. He's on a mission. But he, totally. he pulls out a coot, the cootie catcher and he's looking at it. How are, I mean, can you just take evidence like that and go play with it? I mean, is that a thing that cops can do that I was unaware of? That's the thing that Harry can do because Harry makes his own rules. God damn it. He's Harry Ambrose, damn it. That's right. And then I have in my notes that Nick is showing up with some music. So Jamie is sitting in this hospice room with this guy. And here comes Nick. And he's bringing some tunes to this really awkward encounter i said this must have been the music they made out to at one time because the look that he gives hallucination nick is like oh you're playing our song right and then all of a sudden <laughs> jamie is choking this guy and you can't do that jamie that's gonna leave a mark that's okay? what I, I have strangling seems extreme and easily detected pillow over the face sure but strangling right. that's just dumb he's gonna have bruises on his neck yeah. And I was like, you dumbass, there are cameras. Take the oxygen out of his nose. I mean, there's something a little less obvious. I was like, you dumbass, there's cameras, noise, bruises. You're going to get caught. The door is wide open. So the old man, he may be in hospice, but he is. He's not going to die. Not tonight, Satan. So <laughs> he fights Jamie off. And I said, it, maybe killing people with your bare hands isn't for you if the old man in hospice is able to fight you off. Right. I think a little bit of that was he starts struggling and maybe Jamie realizes, oh, shit, what am I doing? And, and pulls back and, and then hightails it out of there. He's like, this is not going to look good at the parent-teacher conference. This is not going to go over well, but no, I'm the strangler that's, teacher. That's not how you win teacher of the year. It's not how you win dad of the year. It's just, it's not a good look. So this is how the episode ends. And again, Jamie, not okay. Jamie's not doing okay. And every episode, Jamie seems to just get deeper and deeper into whatever ghosts of his past are haunting him that's why the end of this made me really think is maybe nick was not that bad i mean nick took a knife in the hand that was kind of creepy but maybe maybe he's the more normal of the two maybe he's the one that kept jamie from going off the deep end instead of nick being the bad influence maybe nick was the thing that kept jamie down the right path i don't know it's doubtful but you know i I wonder what jamie's been doing (laughs) i wonder what jamie's been doing for the past 18 years because he hasn't been with Leela for for 18 years so what what have they we know that nick went to the top of the mountain so to speak but what has jamie been doing riding his peloton i'm pretty sure yeah (laughs) <laughs> he, it, you know, if he had been riding his Peloton, maybe none of this would have happened. Diane changes lives. How much trouble can you get into 
on a bike. Really? I, you tell me that. You're going to strangle I, a guy in hospice riding no. your 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 bike? Nope. 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 You're going to put a, somebody through the hand? You're going to jump off a building? Nope. You're going to put a baseball card in those spokes and you're going to go to town. That's. I mean, that's the worst that's going to happen. Right. That's right. You're, you're going to ride and you're going to listen to some tunes. You're going to burn some calories and you're not going to get arrested. Probably. Probably. But that's the end of episode two of The Center, season three. And I am very excited. Actually, we are recording on the night that the show airs on USA. So I'm going to be very excited to sit down and watch the episodes that air tonight and then sit down with you and talk about it. You know, we are like a few minutes into this. It's tonight's episode. I got to get off here and take some notes. I don't have any way to watch, so I'm one of those people that always has to watch after the fact because I don't have real TV. I have Netflix. Let's be honest. I'll be going to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I'm looking at the clock. I'm like, oof, I got to walk the dog and go to bed. I got to work tomorrow. So anyway, thanks for joining us, and we will talk at you next time. Bye-bye. 